Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue, here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Okay, let's all take a deep breath together. 5-3 loss. Not a fun one. Brewers had it, lost it. Offense was not really there, aside from Yelly and Contreras. Weimer's bomb was cool, but not a lot of sustainable offense tonight. But here we are against a team that you're better than. Now, I want to give credit to the Nats. They are now 9-8 and eight in the second half. They have been being as much of a thorn as they can be in the second half with their current roster construction. But now Candelario is gone. Lane Thomas could be shopped by the end of the day tomorrow, too. Kyle Finnegan could be gone by the end of the day tomorrow as well. So they could look like a whole different team tomorrow. And as I welcome in Jeff Cirillo, look, dude, you, you know this feeling. When you're playing against a team you know you're better than, you didn't give your best effort at all, and Corbin Burns was okay, wasn't great, but he still gave you a quality start. It's all forgotten if you win the next two games. And that's the only thing I care about right now. The Brewers absolutely have to win these next two games, no questions asked. Yeah, I mean, it's a rough road trip. You go east, it's super hot. It's definitely hot in D.C. You can look at the guy's face, it's very flush. Uh, it's one of those things. I mean, uh, the blueprint for, for success has been give the ball over to the, the bullpen in the seventh inning. They got in the lead in the seventh inning. And unfortunately, there's been a few little hiccups here with the with the 7-8 guy in the last few games uh hopefully it's just a blip on the radar but like you said and like we talked about yesterday you know it doesn't matter if it's the Oakland A's or the Detroit Tigers they don't they don't know that their record is what it is it's just you know the Brewers are expected to win but the Nationals they're still a major league team on the other side and looking to get playing time and looking to build forge their own careers in the major leagues 855-616-1620 again 855-616-1620 one six twenty. If you want to join the program here tonight, we are going to get to Mark Canna a little bit later on in the program. We want to get this game out of the way first, reacting to this one. But I, I look at the offense again today, and it's been a, a theme all week long. Yes, they scored eighteen runs against the Braves, but you could argue some of those games were kind of already done with. The Brewers barely held a lead at all over the weekend. They barely held a lead today, and they weren't able to hold it. So. I look at this offense, it has to come from somebody else. And, and Willie hit a couple of balls hard and got outs, and then he had a couple of doinks for singles, so good for him. But it needs to come elsewhere. And it was good to see Weimer get off the slide, but uh, it, it it needs to continue to be the guys like Monasterio, who've been such a great story this year, but then he grounds into a double play in the eighth inning when the rally was trying to form. It, it needs to be other than Yelich and Contreras every single night. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at the box score, really, if you look into it, I mean, they, they had 10 hits. They uh, they struck out only three times. They walked only twice. You know, they got 12 guys on base. Uh, they made a couple errors. I mean, those are things that you look at in, like, the stats. Like, you go back and look at the history of baseball. It's like, look at how many errors. If you make more than two errors in a baseball game, look at the percentage of winning that game. Now, granted, one of them was wiped out by, by, um, by Contreras throwing the guy out at second base on that stolen base. But at the same time, you know, the Brewers are swinging the bats well. But, you know, that's just the way this, this, this worm turns and this season turns. You know, you, you think, well, God, where are the offense going to come from? Now they're getting some offense, and then you're like, well, no, we have this airtight bullpen. You know, no, no not so fast. You know, now there's a little chink in the arm in there. So it's 162 games, and, you know, it's, it's, always, a, it's always twisting in the wind. It's a, a team that, and I, I tweeted this a little bit ago, too, is that when 
the bullpen is asked to be perfect every single night, regardless of who it is. Tonight it was Piguero. Yesterday it was Piomps who ended up giving it up. We've seen uh, other guys do that before too. But when they're asked to be absolutely perfect every single night and then they're not, it feels catastrophic. And once again, the Brewers didn't get to that magic number. They didn't get the four runs again tonight. They got stuck at three runs. And the offense, you're right, they did have ten hits, but of consequential hits, I mean, it was it was the great hit by Monasterio, the great clutch hit by Contreras, and then a couple of you know singles in the Weimer homer. But I, I look at this team, they need, maybe Mark Hanna could help out with this, but they need to lengthen this lineup somehow because beyond Monasterio, there hasn't been much production past the five or six spot in the order. And even then, that's kind of stretching because Willie's been in the slump of all slumps right now. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those ones, and they, they don't have a ton of power, right? I mean, we everyone knows after the things, I mean, all the Brewers fans that listen to this thing, they know that this, this team is constructed on pitching and their defense. And, uh, you know, kind of gives them a little bit. He's a very athletic guy. He's a little bit older now. But he's able to play three positions, you know, corner outfield position. He's a defensive guy and uh, can run the bases. He's still got some speed. So, I mean, hopefully they can they can get some power. And he's always been very good against left-handed pitching. So, you know, they're trying to infuse this lineup with Santana and now kind of into the lineup with a little bit more power and a little bit more depth to that lineup like you're talking about. Uh, get to the uh, texts here as well. One texter asking what's going on with pitching to Manassas there. Uh, it, it was 0-2 and two outs, man. Make a better pitch. I'm not mad about facing Manassas, not walking him. He struck out his last time up. Uh, I understand you're saying this guy's been hitting all night. I mean, you're in the big leagues, man. You know, you're ahead 0-2, two outs. You got to get the guy there. And I like what Vinny had to say on the telecast saying, you got to bury that slider. You can't let that even get a piece of the zone. And Manessis with a broken bat flare, and it just feels a whole lot worse than the situation it actually was. Yeah, I mean, it was a great piece of hitting. You know, he just stayed with that pitch down and away. Head was on the ball. I mean, the funny thing is, is that, that, that um, you know, he threw an unbelievable sinker to Dickerson, just kind of in that loop zone, down and away. It was heavy. Like, you could see it on TV. That's really hard sometimes to see that kind of sink that he had. Uh, again, it's one of those ones. And so, so, I mean, you know, it's like climbing a ladder that we've talked about all this time, you know, where that bullpen kind of feeds off each other. And then over the weekend, you know, the bullpen really didn't get it done. And so now you're making these great pitches where you normally get like a 4-3 rollover from Dickerson. You know, he stays on a heavy sinker down away and rifles it that way. You know, the only thing that I could see is, you know, maybe him going to a secondary pitch um, uh, for the guy that got the hit, you know, especially in that 0-2 sinker that was just off the shoe top. It was just, just buried inside. But, you know, it's one of those ones. It wasn't a bad pitch. It just wasn't a good enough pitch. All right, we're going to take our first breather of the evening. We're with you till the top of the hour here until 10 o'clock tonight as the Brewers fall by a final of 5-3. to three. I want to remind you, though, that Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you all season long by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years and offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. More with Jeff, your text, your calls. Stay with us. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers fall 5-3 tonight. I'm Dominic Catronio with Jeff Cirillo here. Thanks for joining us here tonight. Uh, Jeff, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a glass half full guy. But when you look at the record now against 
the A's, the Rockies, and the Nats. It's 0-7. It's not pretty. And I sure hope the Brewers don't miss the playoffs by a game or two because I'm just going to look straight back to those that those sweeps against the Rockies and the A's. Granted, you got one more series with the Rockies coming up, but there's been a bugaboo lately of just not being able to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. This kind of goes back the last couple of seasons, even back to like the 2021, I remember the Brewers just had trouble beating the teams they're supposed to beat. I think you can look at any team over the major leagues. I think that's a little bit unfair. I mean, yes, we can look back and look at how they, you know, they lost three out of three to the, the Tigers. They lost, you know, swept by the A's. And then the Rockies swept them as well. And now they lost to, to the Nats tonight. But the Nats are playing pretty good. And, you know, like I said, I mean, we, you talked about it yesterday. It says, like, I think the next, 50, you know, they should go 15 and three the next 18 games. And I'm like, whoa, that's, that's, that's pretty. It was 10 and three. Don't put words in my mouth. 10 and three next 13. And, oh, okay. All right. 10 and three. Well, we'll have to look back at the tape. 10 and three. And I'm like, oh, that's a little lofty. You know, you go back over to DC and I've played there before. It's, it's, it's hot. I mean, it is, it's warm. It's an uncomfortable environment. There's not going to be any atmosphere. There's no, there's not a lot of fans in the stands. And so, like I said, you know, it doesn't really matter because there's guys that are playing for jobs. They're playing for next year. And you know, the manager is still going to manage the game. So let's get into Corbin Burns a little bit here today. A, a texter asking, you know, why, why pull Corbin Burns after 92 pitches, uh, leave him in there for another inning. Then you let your bullpen come in. I, I'm on the fence about this one. I wouldn't have minded to see Corbin at least start the inning in the seventh, but you just mentioned how hot it was. And and also, th- this was a tough matchup for Corbin. It may not sound the right way, but the Nats do not strike out. They, they're not a team that chases either. And you could see that. And, and furthermore, in my opinion, it, it was an impressive day of Corbin Burns that he really only had two pitches tonight. All he had was the cutter and the changeup tonight. He didn't really find the curveball to the last inning. The slider was non-existent. The sinker gave up a home run again on that pitch. For him to be, you know, the, only a two-pitch pitcher and still find a way to get through this lineup for a quality start, he did his job tonight, and it was a little more laborious than maybe the Brewers had hoped, and that's why they pulled him after six. I would agree. I think, like you said, it's a sweltering heat, you know, and like you said, the the, the Nats made him work. You know, he wasn't getting those swing and misses. Like you know, and just and you just love the fact. I know you always go back whenever he gives up a hit on that sinker. You know, you always give it back to him. So you do not. It's been noted that you do not like his sinker. Yeah, I just it's a pitch that teams get out in front of it. They see it well for some reason, right? We see so much hard contact on that sinker. But one thing we did see today, Jeff, we saw a right on right changeup, and I thought that was kind of an important maybe a development. He's not comfortable with the pitch. He misses it arm side. I understand why he's not comfortable with that pitch, but he's always tried to find something that he can get arm side to a right-handed hitter because lefties actually hit worse against him than righties because righties know everything is going to be moving away from them. And then on a night like tonight when he doesn't have the curveball, they're subjected to just looking away and understanding, okay, cutter, 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 here it comes. And you saw a couple broken bats, a couple of weak hits, and... Still, we're nitpicking over a six-inning, two-run outing from your ace. I thought he did his job tonight. It was the bullpen and the offense that failed tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's the guy you were talking about. It's like, gosh, this guy has diminishing skills. What it was, uh, you know, five weeks ago, right? You're kind of writing him off. Maybe he's like a number three starter. You know, and all of a sudden, his last five stars, he's just been dominant. And, you know, we talked about that before. I'm like, you know, these star players, they have a way of getting to their numbers by, by, by one way or another. You know, they just go on a, an incredible run. And, you know, I mean, he's been on an incredible run. He gave his team a great chance to win tonight. And, and just basically, like you said, just with really one pitch, that cutter is such a special pitch. 
And uh, and I can tell you, I mean, Mariano Mariano Rivera was very hard to hit, you know, for righties or lefties. But lefties, you know, lefties dreaded hitting him. No one liked hitting up Mariano Rivera, but lefties dreaded hitting on that just because of that cutter that comes in so hard and heavy on their hands. It snaps a streak of five consecutive wins for the Brewers when Corbin has started. Also snaps a scoreless streak for him over his last two starts. And, and to your point about the whiffs. It was one of his lowest performances on swings and misses this season. He only got a total of seven whiffs tonight. That, that, that goes to show you the Nationals had their approach. They stuck to it. They made him work. And I'm going to continue to say I understand why some folks say, oh, 91 pitches. Why is he Why is he done with the game? Or 95 pitches, beg your pardon. I want to get the number right. 95 pitches. Why is he done? The Brewers have been successful with their bullpen all season long. And... Piguero had a tough seventh inning, and whether it was Piomps yesterday, you had Devin. This is how the Brewers are successful, and they had Hobie Milner ready for that line of lefties that were going to come into this game, too. I wouldn't have been surprised if we saw Hobie in the eighth to face all those lefties that the Brewers had to lead. So this is how the Brewers win games, but I am worried that we are seeing a few cracks in this bullpen. In my opinion, there's been a lot of use of them lately and a lot of tread on those tires right now. I think they're a team that would really, really benefit from an off day here pretty soon. I would agree, and every team goes through this gauntlet. And uh, and it just if you really were to go back and look at that inning, though, pitch. I mean, he, the first hit he gave up to Dickerson was a great sinker. It was heavy, ninety six, had great action, down and away. And he just, I mean, he did a good swing. Sometimes you got to tip your cap with these guys. You got a bat in their hand. Then the nine hole hitter, you know, just fights him and takes a three two slider off the off the plate. I mean, that was a great at bat to draw the walk. And then, you know, unfortunately, he fell behind two and Ellen Thomas, and, and that was the one pitch, you know, when he falling behind that guy and he kind of threw like a little cement mix or slider to get over the plate, and he rifles it, you know, in the in the five hole with that line drive to, to left field. So, and then, he, you know, in the 0-2 pitch, it's just kind of a broken bat single. So, I mean, the, the life of a reliever, you know, they're never safe. It's, it's, it's so interesting. You know, you played this whole season of 160 games, and, and those relievers, man, you know, it doesn't matter because it could be one game, and, you know, their, their innings are so infrequent, you know, they're just going one inning at a time, and then he gives up a three spot. And he pitched, and he didn't pitch poorly, you know. There's nothing up here. I mean, if you look at the pitches he threw, it was the pitches he was, he, he was, has been making for the, for the, pretty much the whole season and getting away with it and, and having great success in tonight. Sometimes, you know, you just got to tip your cap to the guys that have a bat in their hand. I am a little worried about Piguero just being able to put hitters away sometimes. That's been a flaw of his. That's the sixth hit he's allowed on an 0-2 count this year. Not exactly a great trend. Would love to see him start burying that slider a little bit more and see what he can do uh, maybe when he's ahead 0-2 because the sinker gets him ahead 0-2. Maybe just throw the sinker again or figure out a way. But that's the life of a sinker baller, too. You're not really a swing and miss guy on that pitch because hitters see it so, so well. But as I look at this bullpen for the Brewers, everybody's looking for bullpen help here in the next 24 hours. The deadline is tomorrow at 5 o'clock Central Time. I look at the Brewers and I say they need a lot. And we're going to talk about Mark Hanna in the next segment. But no one's ever going to say no to a bullpen arm, and no one's going to ever say no to acquiring something. And, you know, I got to thinking, like, you know what? I mean, you missed on Jamer Candelario. What if you just tell Kyle Finnegan to switch clubhouses tomorrow and make something work for him to come over to the bullpen and help shorten things up for this pen? I, I, I think the Brewers might be in the market for a reliever still, too. I think that the, the, if you think about what the way Matt Arnold and Craig Council manage and, and general manage, you know, the power power plays, and it's fun to have, and it's exciting to see. It. But if you look at the way this team just wins games, they grind it out. You know, it's like a good football team that just keeps it close until the fourth quarter and then finds a way to win the game. 
that's kind of what the Brewers are, are their model is. You know, especially over a long course of a long season, it's just the pitching and it's just this, the airtight defense that they play. So it's just I, I would be surprised if, if they got some bullpen help. And, and you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna give up their prospects. We talked about it yesterday. As far as you know, being that mid-tier market team, you know they, they want to have sustainable success for years to come. Text here from Doug. I see the Brewers ending in third place now. Don't like what I'm seeing. No impact trades. No big splashes yet. And I don't see one coming. Do you? Well, let's talk about the trade deadline. That's coming up next. Uh, our player of the game, though, I failed to mention it. It is Corbin Burns, in my opinion. Quality start. It was his sixth in a row. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need, and your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. Corbin Burns, the Salvation Army player of the game. Let's talk about Mark Hanna and the trade deadline. That's coming up next on Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. All right, the Brewers did make a move today. Mark Hanna, outfielder, can also play some first base. It's essentially a rental. He's coming over for the Mets. The Brewers gave up right-handed pitching prospect Justin Jarvis, who's in AAA right now. Mark Canna, he has got a team option for next year. If uh, the team, if the Brewers kick that in, it'll be worth $11.5 million next season, or there's a $2 million buyout. So, And with the logjam of outfielders coming for the Brewers when Garrett Mitchell returns, when they decide what they want to do with Weimer and with Freelick and Churio on the way, I don't see the Brewers retaining Mark Canna. But, uh, Jeff, as, as I bring you back in, Mark Canna, 35 years old, or excuse me, 34 years old. He's he's an on-base machine, not as much this year. His 343 is still not bad. His A's years were his best years when he was getting on base and finding a way. He's a hit-by-pitch kind of guy. He's just, the numbers, the slash line, kind of like what we talked about with Carlos Santana, it's not going to wow you, and it's not meant to wow you. I don't see him filling an everyday role in this team, but the Brewers like his versatility, the Brewers like his leadership, and the Brewers like the fact that he's played in the postseason. And I'm in the stance, the same stance as I was with Carlos Santana, in that, well, it can't hurt, so give it a shot. Why not? Yeah, I mean, for what they got from, right? They just got a, kind of a, a, a lower tier prospect for the for the, in the farm system. For a guy, it looks like the Mets are paying basically their whole salary, and the Brewers are, are on the hook for the player option for next year if they want to pick it up, or they have a two two million dollar buyout. But another guy that walks through the door that's going to give you quality bats, and that's what Santana does. It might not be the prettiest numbers what they have, but but it's still one of those ones that just it, that they kind of go un, unrecognized at bats. You know, they just kind of work the pitcher. Doesn't really matter uh, the quality of the stuff that's coming out. You know, it could be top end stuff. They're still going to find a way to fight. He's had a career of, of being very good against left handed pitching. The Brewers have had their struggles this year against left handed starters, uh, and it also gives a chance for for Weimer. You know, uh, maybe to slide Freelick over to center field and maybe give him a few a few days off, and it kind of shows you that, that you know maybe they've soured a little bit on Anderson and what he might bring to the table, or if he's healthy enough to play the rest of the year. And Anderson is going to start a rehab assignment this week down in Nashville with Brandon Woodruff pitching tomorrow. Uh, this quote from Craig Council is interesting, coming from Adam McCalvey's Twitter account. You'll hear it a little bit here on the program, Craig Council's comments later on. But asking about Mark Canna, he will be active for tomorrow's game. That's the expectation right now. And Council says, quote, he's probably going to play a lot of right field, and that's going to move Sal into center field, like you said there, Jeff. And we'll have to kind of mix and match the outfielders, and we've got the DH spot, obviously. So, end quote. That gives me two things. Weimer's going to maybe get some DH spots against left-handed pitching. 
and they've I don't know if they've soured on Brian Anderson, but Monasterio's bat's not coming out of the lineup anytime soon. And furthermore, Jesse Winker, he, he's on the IL right now. He's been the DH, but I, I think the Brewers understand that he's probably not going to be the DH when he comes off the IL, and the Brewers are making offensive moves. They've added two offensive players, and there's just not much room when Rowdy comes back, and they're still fans of Rowdy Telez, but... I, I see Weimer getting some DH. I'm, I see maybe even Owen Miller getting some DH against lefties while Canna's in there. Canna doesn't need to play every day given how much you've got in the outfield. But this is something trying to lengthen the lineup, lengthen the bench. Blake Perkins probably going to be the man on the way out heading back down to Nashville getting optioned. And you're replacing a rookie with a big league veteran. It can't hurt in my opinion. Yeah, I think that, the, like you said, you know, they're a little worried about Anderson, you know, and, and it's for, as far as his rehab assignment goes. You know, they've had their struggles against left-handed starting pitching. And, you know, I mean, Jesse Winker, you know, I mean, this is, you know, you've, you've got a pretty good sample size, not only with the Brewers, you know, but a lot of the time when he was with the Mariners last year, you know, so this is basically about a, a year-and-a-half trend for, for Winker. And so, you know, if Jesse Winker doesn't hit, right, he doesn't really play a position and uh, and he doesn't really – not a base stealing threat, right? So, you know, he's basically just a guy that can draw some walks and, and get a few occasional hits. So it's the production, especially from the DH spot. You know, if you look at the DH spot in, in baseball, you know, it's not really a, a spot where you're just looking to get, get a guy that draws walks. And when Brewers fans are, it seems like Brewers fans right now are hyper fixated on Eloy Jimenez. And Eloy Jimenez is a track record of unhealthy uh, play. He's barely played games the last three years. Uh, he is also a DH only. He cannot play left field. I don't care what any White Sox fans say. I've seen it in my own eyes. I've seen it in the minor leagues, mind you. He cannot play defense. And I don't think the Brewers want to roll the dice with another type like that. Yes, he's a power bat, and I will give you that. The Brewers need some power right now. But... There's so much risk involved with that. There's a lot of money tied to it. He's already signed an extension. Maybe something happens at the 11th hour, but I don't see the Brewers making another move for a bat now that Jamer Candelario is gone unless something crazy out of left field happens. I could see them adding a pitcher or two, but I think offensive-wise, the Brewers might be done heading into tomorrow. Oh, I don't know about that, but I do think that that, that Jimenez just doesn't just doesn't fit the profile of knowing the manager and having the flexibility with that position. You know, it's not easy to get Canada in there every day, right? He's 34 years old. You know, you want to keep his legs fresh. You know, sometimes you got to get Yelich in that DH spot. You know, just to give him kind of a half a day off, and even Contreras sometimes a half a day off. So, I just for me to to see a guy that's just you know kind of strapped to that DH spot and just kind of takes takes hold of it. Yeah, I just don't think it's it's with the with the model of the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, as we uh, finish up this segment, we skipped right over the difference-making moment in this one. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, taxes, estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches or financial products you don't actually need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need at annexwealth.com. Uh, in this 5-3 loss, Jeff, what sticks out to you as your difference-making moment? Well, it wouldn't be fair to, to go to Caratini hit into the double play there in, in the in that rally inning. I would have to. I'm going to have to put it to um, to Peguero when he had 0-2 on the guy that got the base hit. You know, I'm drawing a blank on his last name right now. I don't want to. I don't want to butcher it. So uh, Joey Menezes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dom. Thank you. And then uh, instead of just throwing, going with your best pitch was that heavy sinker. It's like okay, if you want to, if you're going to get a base hit, you're going to have to. 
you know, hit this through the hole and just, it's a heavy and just the, the, the 0-2 pitch before I would have just kept burying those sinkers down in and on them instead of throwing that 0-2 slider. I'm also going in that seventh inning, but two batters earlier, a few batters earlier, the second batter of the inning. Alex calls up there trying to lay down a bunt, and you end up walking him when you were ahead one and two in the count. I thought that was the moment, oh no. You know, I, I just, I audibly said, oh no, where you get a leadoff double and a guy's trying to give himself up, and then he draws a walk. So th- those are the kind of moments that you just pull your hair out, and if I had any here, it'd be, I'd be pulling it out as well, and the Brewers lose this game 5 3. But it could all be forgiven if you win the next two games. And in the words of Al Davis, we've said it over and over on this show, just win, baby. I don't care about the Cubs and Reds right now. Just win. Win your games. Win the games that you can control, and then let's count them up at the end of the year and see who has more. And the Brewers need to win these next two games to be taken seriously for the rest of August to make sure they don't fall too far behind without any more head-to-head with these Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, I, I think the one thing you got to look at, though, in these games, even yesterday, right, the, the Braves went ahead and then the Brewers came right back. And then and tonight, if you look at kind of the, the way the box score is rolling, you know, the, the Nats, Nats get the, the first one with the home run, and the Brewers answer right back. And then the Nats get a couple runs, and then the, the Brewers answer right. Well they, well, they got one run, then they answered right back, and then they took the lead. So that the Brewers, they, they have a lot more fight. They might not have the big names other than maybe Yelich and Contreras in their lineup, but, you know, they, they do have this little secret sauce in their fighting, and they're swinging the butts much better with more complete complete lineups uh, in, in the last month for sure. It's going to be a, a wild two months as we say goodbye to July and hello to August. Here we go. The dog days have arrived. Jeff Cirillo, appreciate your analysis as always, and we'll talk again uh, in a few days, all right? All right, dog. All right, Jeff Cirillo on the program here tonight. We're going to hear from Craig Council a little bit later. We're going to talk a little more about the trades that went down across Major League Baseball up next uh, and address a few of these texts that have rolled in as well. Ricky and Marcus E. in here. I'll get to those here in just a second. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Back and forth game, to say the least. Brewers, though, fall in the end. 5-3. to three. I'm Dominic Catronio. I'll get to a few of these texts here. Uh, one here from Ricky in Honey Creek. The Brewers can't win the division if they keep losing. Yes. Thank you. You're right. <laughs> and also, the Brewers stink right now. They need to swing big at the last day of the deadline. Bring back Josh Hader. That makes me chuckle. I don't know if I don't know if the Padres are going to make him available. They just swept the Rangers, and they're starting up a series with the Rockies, so they can kind of reassert themselves in the wild card race. As uh, I'm pulling up the standings. Right now, I, I look at the, the Padres. They're four and a half back as play starts tonight, so they could be four back by end of the night of a playoff spot. Milwaukee is currently holding the last playoff spot, but that's in a virtual tie with Miami, and they haven't faced Miami yet head-to-head. So uh, no tiebreakers to be decided there yet. They will have two more series head-to-head still with them. So right now, Cincinnati's in first. And that's that's the other thing. Let's all, let's all take a timeout real quick. The Brewers... It may have seemed like this earlier, but it doesn't seem like it now. The Brewers don't need to win the division to get into the postseason now. The rest of the National League has bunched up with itself. And we've talked about it over and over on this show. The Cubs are in it now. The Padres are on the fringe. And that's kind of the the barometer. You need to be at least 500. I think you're in the playoffs if you're at least six games above 500. You're cutting it close. It's probably going to end up being more like eight or nine games above 500. So the Brewers need to stay in this pack, find a way to get hot at the end of the year, 
and get themselves in. That's all that matters is getting in. They don't need to win the division. I want them to win the division. That's a better route. But you would love to just get in. That is all that matters right now. It is July 31st, August 1st coming tomorrow. It's going to start feeling real. I'm going to start peeking at the scoreboard thinking every day is life and death. Don't switch over to football on me yet, okay? It's not football mode yet. Games matter, but you can make up ground quickly in baseball. You don't make up ground quickly in football, all right? I know the Packers are on the field. I know everyone's excited for the Jordan Love era. Stick with me here, okay? Just stick with me here. This could be a heck of a race in the National League for these final two months. This is the fun of being a fan. Uh, Mark and River West texting in. Anemic offense, three runs, and that being said, it's amazing they managed to climb out of the hole they dig themselves into, taking the lead briefly, only to find a way to blow it, <laughs> ultimately find a way to lose. Now that's four games in a row. Hey, man, you're not wrong. Four, four losses in a row. It's not fun right now. The Brewers don't have any more head-to-head with the Reds. they still got two more series with the Cubs. Uh, they're going to see the Cardinals two more times, still a new-look Cardinals team, once in St. Louis, once in Milwaukee. So they still got them to face. Uh, they've got the Pirates coming up here too. So, And they got one more series with the Rockies. The Brewers need to find a way, man. Uh, it's I could sit here and continue to play a bro- broken record, but at the end of the day, you just need to win, man. Like, I don't care how you do it. I don't, I don't care if it's 20-19 to 19 or if it's 1-0. to nothing. Win. Winning takes care of everything. And I'm not the front office. I don't have the answers. I don't know what's going to happen when it comes to who they're going to try to acquire tomorrow. But the point is, Mark Canna isn't going to hurt. Carlos Santana isn't going to hurt. Is there something else out there? I sure hope so. Jamer Canelario is a cub. That doesn't help. He's in your division now. The Reds got some bullpen help. Sam Mole coming over from the A's. They're probably going to look for some more pitching tomorrow. Since Aaron Savali went over to the Rays, he was maybe the top available pitching, uh, realistic pitching target for teams that isn't Justin Verlander. It's, I think there's, I think, I still believe there's a big move coming tomorrow. Something's coming tomorrow. I just, something tells me something's coming. We're going to hear from the manager coming up next. So here's what Craig Council had to say coming up in just a moment. Uh, I want to say, though, who's hot, though, before we get there. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trusting your family's comfort all year long with Cider. Get up to $1,000 off a Dykin furnace or AC unit through the end of the month. So today, financing's available. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. I tweeted earlier. In the month of July, it's over now for William, but with runners in scoring position this month, William hit 500, 13 for 26 with zero strikeouts. That's with runners in scoring position in the month of July. Great stuff from Wild Bill. He's our pick for who's hot. Council up next on Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Welcome back. I'm Dominic Catronio. A lot of negativity out there. Come on. Sun's going to come up tomorrow. It's going to be okay. Still two months of the season. But yeah, you're frustrated. It's fine. I get it. I get it. Something about these teams that you're supposed to beat, for some reason, the Brewers have not been able to find a way. Maybe Matt Arnold's going to swing for the fences tomorrow and shock the world with a with a big move for somebody offense, a great bullpen guy. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I just, I said it again. 
they're not done. I, I just have this feeling they're not done. Something's happened. But uh, let's hear from the manager, Craig Council, after tonight's loss. Five to three. Here's the skip. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, the walk of the nine hitter is kind of that, you know, just it's an out you got to get, frankly, in that in that inning and um, had, a, had, a, had an account in him. Um, and, you know, he worked a walk and, you know, that just kind of sets up trouble with the top of the lineup and then unable to make that last pitch to get out of it. Both of the hits came on sliders. Do you think, you know, for hitters facing Elvis and seeing him, is it, do you pretty much just have to pick a pitch to... Yeah, I mean, the, I mean the the Manassas hit is a you know broken bat. Just got just got enough of it. So um, you know what what are you going to do there? Um, not necessarily the a bad pitch when you break a guy's bat, but he got enough of it to get to to get a base hit, and it was a big hit. Crick, so many of your leads have just been tight. You know, without putting the big innings together and getting out to a yeah. big lead, does it just feel like the margin is just very small? Yeah, I mean, we we look. We talked about this when we were you know winning games. Um, that we are putting a lot of pressure on those guys to be perfect, um, and 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 um, so on nights that they're not, um, you know, and, and some balls find grass, um, you know, they, they score some runs and it, and it hurts us bad. We're talking in the press box. It was uh, six for six quality starts for Corbin in, in the month. Um, you know, the strikeouts weren't necessarily there tonight, but still was able to battle through six and you know, pitch. Pretty well. Yeah, he pitched well. Um, you know, they're an aggressive team that kind of leads to less strikeouts. I think. Um, you know, command wasn't sharp, sharp, um, but but did a nice job. Made some huge pitches in the fourth to get out of a jam with, with two strikeouts. Made a big pitch in the fifth to get a ground ball with men on third, and then a strikeout to get out of that inning. So, made some big pitches with with men on base um, to get us through that. And, you know, we didn't swing the bat poorly tonight. We hit a lot of balls good um, that ended up getting caught and ended up being right at guys. Um, you know, mess on the end. So it's three runs wasn't enough, but I thought we hit a bunch of balls good too that didn't get rewarded for them. Was Willie's night kind of indicative of that? Like a couple hard hit yeah. balls? Yeah, I mean, he had two hard hit balls and then a base hit. The, the, the inning we, we scored, uh, you know, Bryce hit a ball hard to center. Joey lined out to left. Um, so there was there was some hard contact throughout the night that, um, you know, and some kind of hard ground balls, but but nothing nothing really fell for us. How do you feel like Mark Cameron might fit in and help? Yeah, I mean it's you know he's going to play he's probably going to play a lot of right field, um, and, and that's going to move Sal to some center field. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll have to kind of mix and match with the outfielders. We got the DH spot, obviously, that's that's going to be in play too. And there'll be some, you know, whether it's Christian or Mark, um, with some DH at bats, it opens that up too. So, um, you know, we feel like it gives us some flexibility at the DH spot still um, to make. And it's an outfielder that, um, you know, has been a really solid offensive player in the league. Looks like. He's played a long time in this league, and he's a good clubhouse guy, too. Big foodie. wonder what his first restaurant's going to be in Milwaukee. If he's already got some favorites, I'll have to ask him about it when we're back uh, in Milwaukee later this weekend. Uh, highlights. That's coming up next as we're getting ready to wrap up the show here in 10 minutes on Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Unfortunately, tonight, not a lot of that as the Brewers 
and the Nats opening up a three-game series. Corbin Burns on the mound in this one. Uh, he actually forfeited the lead early, down 1-0 after Joey Manassas solo home run. So one nothing Nats as we enter the third inning, and the Brewers got a two-out rally formed in the simplest way. Just hit a bunch of doubles. First it was Yelich, then it was Contreras. The 2-2. Fly ball hit into deep right center field. Over goes the right fielder. Thomas hits over his head, and it clangs off the bottom of the fence. Yelich around to score. Throw comes into second, and Contreras with a head first dive safely in with an RBI double. William Contreras delivering time and again. What a trip he's had thus far. It's a one-to-one game in the third. And it came with two strikes on him. Josh Maurer on the call there. And the Brewers, a little bit later, would be down 2-1 to one now after an RBI single from Lane Thomas, Babe Thomas, if you will. In the sixth inning, it was Sal Freelick aboard for Andrew Monasterio. Irvin's first pitch to him. Here's a line drive into right center field for a base hit. Around third and headed for home is Freelick. There will be no throw, and the Brewers have tied it at two on an RBI single from Andrew Monasterio. Lane Grindle's call there. However, the inning would end on the next batter on a double play from Victor Caratini, which was a theme of the night. But the game was held at 2-2. Corbin Burns, a quality start, six innings, just two runs allowed. He struck out five. It wasn't really a whiff kind of day for him. And the Brewers gave him a chance to have the win in the seventh. 2-0 pitch. Hit in the air into center field, and that ball is crushed. Call going back. Turns around. Watch this, baby. Goodbye. Brewers take the lead. Joey Weimer with a shot to right center field, 105 miles an hour off the bats. Gave the Brewers a 3-2 lead, but then the rally would form in the bottom of the seventh inning against Elvis Piguero. A three-run seventh highlighted by a two-out, two-strike, broken bat bloop single to score two runs and to make it 5-3 Nats, which was the final today. Back with more tomorrow. We'll preview it next and give you the times on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. All right, I've got one minute left here on the show. Same time, same place tomorrow. Pre-game coverage with the On Deck Show will start at 5.30 for a 6.05 Central Time first pitch. It'll be Freddie Peralta on the mound, fresh off of tying his career high. 13 strikeouts and no walks his last go-around against the Reds. He will go against Josiah Gray, 7 and 8, 3 2 7 ERA. He's had a solid year despite the record. Remember, wins and losses don't really matter that much in baseball anymore. But JoJo Gray is the uh, opening day starter of these Nats, and he's had a solid season. So don't lose sight of him. But I will not be with you post game tomorrow. It will be Bob Brainerd here tomorrow. No show on Wednesday. And then I'm back with you on Thursday night back home against the Pirates. Mark Cannon will be a Brewer tomorrow. Who else will be? Trade deadline is 5 o'clock Central Time tomorrow afternoon. That's just when the trade has to go into the office. It could be announced after that. So keep it locked. Don't fall for the fake verified checks. Thanks to Isaac Marquardt, our producer. I'm Dom Catronio. Keep on swinging.